podcast is brought to you by Els. Els, hold that shit. You are now in with Altree. your L's always what up downtown rats it's your girl Allie no boat piva and it's I your power boy over there on the other side of the room newly employed Ian, I power Ian with a job power yeah uh pretty interesting so now we can cross off introducing ourselves on the list today because I know there was a debate last week about whether uh we remembered to do that or not well you did your your intro in your elf voice so so we out here. We out here. What's Tough week in fantasy football, man. Harrison Butker missed two kicks yesterday. I lost by one point. That's the difference between winners and losers, ladies and gentlemen. Draft a good fucking kicker. Um, I lost in a restaurant dash. That was pretty hard. Boo. Um, oh, so you did lose? So you're out? Yeah, I lost 106-105. No, no, no. It's just my first L of the season. Injury bugs 4.20. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's my team name. Oh. I get hurt every year. This is the fourth version of that. So nice. injury bugs nice. 4.0. Nice. I sat on a wet cushion, and then I had to change my entire outfit. So I guess that's my L for the day. Everybody takes L's. Yeah. They say one in five people have bars, and one in four people take L's on a daily basis. Yeah. Speaking of L's, the Celtics season is over, so we got our life back. Wow, you're you're like really starting this podcast off depressing. You must be excited. You lost fantasy. You you I've lost been taking Celtics. a lot of L's lately. I've been taking a lot of L's. You probably lost in golf today because I know Gary's a savage. Whoop my ass. Yeah. But you know what? I'm just trying to get my... No, I'm not going to talk about golf. We already Yes. Uh, yeah, don't golf, do that. Golf, nope, golf. nope, nope. But I won a raffle. Um, excuse me just one minute. You're excused? I won a raffle, and I got a job yesterday, so I got two dubs. But at the same time, motherfuckers take L's. Wait, what kind of raffle did you win? Those cards. Oh. Someone fucking called me today and said... Hi, Allison. We're calling you about. I thought it was a. It was a fucking like client because it was from Massachusetts, and it was like, "Hi, Allison. Oh, we're calling you about a raffle you won when you went to the Biggie two years ago." I'm like, and it was like a window raffle, and I was like, I just hung up on her because I didn't know if it was a robot or not because her voice was so fake. Speaking of the Biggie, <laughs> and I don't want a window. <laughs> right. That's mad weird that you just said that because I'm going to talk about the history of the Big E this week. It's uh, <laughs> That's so bizarre. I know, right? Uh, so it's late September. We usually go every year. I swear to God, like this, this <laughs> podcast. If you never planned. I don't know if you can tell, but this podcast is literally never planned whatsoever. If you can tell from our awkward. I mean, I guess Ian cuts out a lot of the awkward pauses, but like we don't even know what's going on. So that was actually really. 
Yeah, what a segment. I was going to try to blabber on, but there was nothing better. Thanks, thanks, uh, lady that called me today. Hope you're doing well. Maybe get another job. I don't know. I don't know what kind of couple like traditions that people have, but one of ours, we just go to the Big E every year. I remember I went when I was a kid, and it wasn't that dope. And then we went a few years ago, and I realized that you can drink at that shit. And boy, let me tell you. Oh, my God. I know. There's so many things that when you're younger, you're like, oh, man, that sucked. And then you get older, and you're like, oh, oh wait. it's got alcohol. I can, I can drink at this shit. Yo, first of all. Like family parties. I don't even know where to start with the Big E. If you don't know about the Big E, you're fucking sleeping, fam. I know. There's so many people that don't know about it. The Big E. Oh, what's that? It's only the sixth yeah. largest festival in the United States. The sixth? Yeah. Count them six marshmallows. Largest one in New England. Um, it's been going on for over 100 years. Oh, really? Since 1916, I believe. So it was the 101st anniversary when we started going. This would have been our fourth year. So for those that don't know, basically the Big E is a celebration of the six New England states. My eye is twitching. Do you see it? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. So the Big E is a celebration of the six New England states. Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Maine. Vermont, racist New Hampshire, and bitch-ass Connecticut. And racist New Connecticut. So it's like, um, basically, there's like six really... I really like New Hampshire, though, sometimes. Sometimes. So it's in Springfield every year. There's a house. There's like a state house for like each state, and it has things that are related to that state. So it's like, you can go to Maine and get a lobster roll. You can go to New Hampshire and buy a Trump flag. You can go... (laughs) To Connecticut <laughs> and get a fucking speeding ticket. Like you can get, you can go to Vermont and I've never, I've, I don't think we've ever been in the Connecticut building because we were like, what, what, what's, there what's even there? in there? Vermont is probably the best one because there's not only a Bernie Sanders stand, there's a freaking Fudge stand, a Ben and Jerry stand, the probably some of the best craft beer you'll have there. Vermont flannels. Vermont flannels. Every year I try them shits on and I just don't pull the trigger because they're like $69 a share and I'm like, fuck. Vermont cheese. That's how much flannels are. Like, those are like nice. Like, you can wear those as a jacket. Like, that's how much a jacket is at least. Or a cheap jacket. It's like I spent 110 bucks on a jersey. I just gotta take, just gotta take the L. Yeah. Massachusetts has really fallen off though on their thing because... I remember the first year we went, it was, like, pretty sick, and there were a bunch of, like, wineries and breweries and stuff, and then, like, the next time we went, Trillium and Treehouse were still pouring there. There was nothing. There was just, like, the nature trails and, like, a stand that had a bunch of sports memorabilia. So it's like, yeah, so I'm going to talk about the modern-day Biggie first, just like Allie and I's experience through it. So, you know, first you get through those six state houses, you get a little buzz going, you get a slice of brick oven pizza. That's what we do. Get a cup of Trillium beer. Uh, we watch some weird-ass, like, robotic band, kind of like Chuck E. Cheese with a bunch of symbols. Yeah. Ching, ching. Because that's what all the pink symbols are. Get a big potato. Ba- a bag of kettle corn. Yeah, where's the big potato from, Maine? We don't get kettle corn until we leave. leave. If you're doing a walkthrough, this is a terrible walkthrough. Okay, bad. We start with the pizza, then the beer, and then... We walk through the states, and then we go roll. We go to Maine. You get a lobster roll. I get a loaded baked potato from Maine. Yep. 
and then we go to Vermont and we look at everything and we're so overwhelmed by everything. And Vermont's usually like packed too. So we usually get like pushed around in Vermont, and like then we, half of the state of Vermont's population is in that yeah. building. It's so fucking packed. And then there's one building that has all like the stuff you see in infomercials, like the like <laughs> remember the that building, yeah, yeah. And it's like uh, some guy's selling a vacuum, and you like watch him do a little skit, like he has like a microphone and everything. He's like, "Yo, guys, you won't believe this. Look, I spill stuff on the ground, and this vacuum just cleans it up." And there's like an audience, and they're like, "Oh." Oh yeah, it's like two fat people and uh, it's like really they have, It's like they have the audience because there's massage chairs to watch it, and basically oh, yeah. everybody's so exhausted from walking around. They're like, yeah, fuck it, I'll listen to this guy talk about vacuums on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. I'm like shit. That's what I did. I yep. remember that they were like, oh, sit in this chair. I was like, don't mind if I do. They're like, oh, it's it's ergonomic and like it does this this and this for your back. I'm like, I'm not gonna buy it, but I am gonna sit here for five more minutes and listen to you. So you get a few more drinks in you. And then you might be lucky enough to catch a good show. And you might be lucky enough to go on the Ferris wheel. Yeah, so you hit the Ferris wheel, you, you take some you take an L on carnival tickets because they're so goddamn expensive, but it's so fun. And then we saw Ice T perform in front of a family. And it was great because he was like, Hey, used to I'm usually used to being in the back of the cop car. But this time I got a police escort. And it's like, bitch, you were in CSI. Like <laughs> you're a fucking fed, Ice T. Uh oh. Uh oh. But then I remember he was rapping, dropping mad f bombs at the carnival because it's like right next he's to. Like, like, you brought your children. You're at the, the wrong, wrong fucking show. There's like a, a five year old right in front of us, like, Daddy, what does fuck mean? Or it's just like I don't know, just hella hillbillies. Like, yeah, I used to listen to Ice T, and now I'm a poor white guy. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember like this redneck lady. He like pulled her on stage. Remember that? Oh. Like this huge redneck lady. And she was like singing his songs. I think she was like shit faced. She looked like bright red from the audience. Definitely. <laughs> um, but if anyone goes to the Big E, there is one stand in the entire Big E that has like, wi- not wine, co- I wouldn't call them wine coolers. They're like canned wine drinks. And remember, we we were at iced tea, and I was like, oh, I want one more drink. And we left, and we went to one random stand, because another stand had too big of a line. Hmm. And all the other stands had, like, beer. Oh, like, that's whatever. right. Yeah, and, yeah, then, wine. and then there was canned wine at one stand. And, I, and it didn't have a name. It was just, like, a random stand. That's yeah, like man. when you go to New York, and you get, like, a slice of pizza at a random place with no name. Dollar slice spot. Pizza place. I went to Tony's Pizza. It's like, there's 600 of them. But if you find that stand, please let me know, and I will hightail it to the biggie to Next find you. Year. Next, Next year. Next year. Um, yeah, so we've like we've gone to that festival, and then we've like broken off and done other activities, like go to the Basketball Hall of Fame one year, first year. We went to Treehouse. Oh, my God. I was so exhausted at Treehouse. I was also like, you know, I don't know. I am not a, an avid day drinker like i wish i was better at day drinking but i'm just not like if i'm day drinking i need to take a nap and then keep going i'm not day drinking and then continuing Mm. to go i know i wish you're more of a sprinter i'm a marathon cat that was i would like drink like probably three beers and then i was like i want to go home Uh. and then you were like wait let's take a detour we wait two hours in line at treehouse we started off we were like oh we'll just get 12 beers and call it a day at the end, we ended up getting 24 beers because we waited so long in line. 
that we just kept adding to it because we were like, we're probably not going to come back here for a long time. Treehouse is the Disney World of breweries. You get you get in the parking lot, and then they got a bus that picks you up to bring you from the parking lot to the main attraction. And they gave us a beer while we were waiting in line, and I was like, I was so exhausted. Mm-hmm. They had hundreds of Adirondack chairs. They had a funky sax band under a big-ass cabana thing. And then there was the deaf dog that was in front of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a cute dog. The owner was literally dragging him because he was so exhausted, too. Yeah, drag me like that. That's how I was. I'm going to put you on a leash, girl. Just kidding. Um, I'm okay. Ariel wore a collar to our date the other day, and I was like, and then the chain on her uh, thing broke, and one of the servers was like, you can just put it around your neck. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Ariel's, you want to walk me? I was like, nope. <laughs> this so, ain't P-Town. So, um, I guess first I'll talk about like some famous performers at the Big E. Bob Hope. Roy Rogers. Liberace. <clears throat> Johnny Cash. Wow. Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Okay. Okay. Blake Shelton. I like that one. Beyonce performed at the fucking Big E. That's insane. That yeah, crazy? but that was before she was like... Really popping, definitely. The, she had like the beehive and everything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, the Big E is known as the Eastern Stakes Expedition. Exposition. Um, it is the largest agricultural event on the Eastern Seaboard and the sixth largest fair in the country. So, yeah. Sixth largest fair... Celebrates all six New England states. It's pretty freaking cool. So it started in 1917 by a man named Joshua Brooks. We don't really know much about him. Hi, Joshua Brooks. Thanks for making it. But for every year, the fair goes from the second Friday after Labor Day and continues for 17 days. That's That's it? I mean, that's three weekends. Oh, remember we went to the Oktoberfest and we started freaking drinking out of a boot one year? And the guy was yes. playing the accordion. That accordion. Was yes, weird. I was Millie rocking to the accordion. That was the Millie Rock year. So, although you might not have heard of this festival because you're uncultured, last year, 1,629,527 people went to the festival. That's a hell of a lot of profit. It's That's like 50, a hell of a lot of coronavirus. <laughs> it's like $13 to get in. Yeah. So that's like grossing like 19 million just in entry. Yep. And then you, there's so many ways that you can blow a bag at this place and fuck up a check. Like I can only imagine. So the history, um, originally it was called the Eastern States Agricultural and Industrial Exposition. It featured all six New England states plus Delaware, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. And basically Josh Brooks was like, yo, I'm going to promote agriculture and help educate young people and really showcase their skills at vocational schools. Wow. So it had like that kind of feel to it. So it was a fair to show people farming? That's insane. Yeah, like farming skills. What? Yeah. Um, so it featured oh my God. That's displays so of innovation from the industry in 19 fucking 17. Oh, so like. <laughs> and it held contests designed to. This is a hoe. <laughs> Not like your wife. It's yeah, a I was tool. Say, there's a lot of fucking hoes. <laughs> hoes and tools everywhere at the fair. Um, <laughs> um, so they held contests designed to encourage farmers to better themselves through competition. They even teamed up with the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, and they partnered to organize youth competitions in which prizes were awarded for the best produce, jam, bread, 
planting techniques, raised hens, and other there categories. Is still, there is still, uh, what's their syrup? Yeah. I guess wine. Wine and fudge and cheese would still be part of it. And then basically there was an eight-day camp established for Springfield's Camp Vale for all the youth that placed first or second in the judge competition. So then they like got to really develop their skills. You go into the league, kid. You didn't make tools and fucking farmland. Like how do you how do you have Kansas. a competition for raised hens? Like what's the what's the like prerequisites um, or whatever? I would say um, how huge they are, and then you kill them and then you eat them and you and you raise them. It's like how well you slice the neck. Yeah. A jugular contest, the furthest uh, okay. blood sprayed wins. Okay, okay, you took it too far. The 10-state format continued into the 1920s, and then according to officials, the purpose of the Eastern States movement was to make the 10 states more nearly self-supporting food-wise and possess a large, prosperous, content farming population. The emphasis on the development of young farmers continued with the establishment of the Baby Beef Club in the 1920 to help use <laughs> buy, raise, exhibit, and sell livestock at the event. So they used to fucking trade cows at that shit. Oh, well, there's still a farm there. I wondered why. Imagine going to the Big E and walking out with a cow. Yeah. And not somebody's ex-wife. They call me... <laughs> fucking cow. They call me the Baby Beef. Baby Beef. That's my rapper name. Baby Beef Piva. So, yeah, you're not walking out with a stuffed cow. You're walking out with a real fucking cow. Beef baby with an eye. It's like you have to pull up with a whole fucking trailer. It's like, do you plan on walking out with a cow or do you just buy a spare of the moment? No, then you walk it home. Imagine if they, imagine if they had Venmo back in the day. Can I Venmo you for a cow and you just use a cow emoji? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm gonna ignore that one. <laughs> Mixing the new wave with the old school. Imagine if they had Venmo back then? No. No. <laughs> Can I Venmo? No, no, like you just skipped credit cards, went right to Venmo. I'm gonna Venmo you down yonder. Yeah. Uh, so the exposition began to grow in agriculture and industry in the first few years, and in 1923, the Massachusetts Department of Health built a model schoolhouse on the fairgrounds in which free medical and dental examinations were offered. So they were like really focused on. What self- year was that? 1923. Oh my god. And then. Entertainment elements were added by the 1930s, including demonstrations of automobile polo, <laughs> featuring acrobats playing polo, polo while driving Ford cars. <laughs> in comp- what? In competitive performances by high school bands. So you have polo out of a car, so you're like holding a stick, driving. Like, it's like a mix of demolition derby with fucking golf soccer. <laughs> oh my lord. Dude, this festival was fucking lit back then. I know, in the day. what the heck? It's now not all we see now. is the world's largest pig and shit. I don't want to go now because it's not as lit. If I knew I was going to see somebody get a bad neck injury, I might be more likely to pull up. By 1940, the exposition had... I can't even... What if you run over the ball? Like, it just goes straight into the mud. Who the fuck knows? So in the 1940s, everybody was like, yo, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, you're whack. We're just going to feature the six New England states. At that year's horse show in West Springfield, competitors from Delaware, Jersey, and New York were placed in their own class, as opposed to the New England division. Ah, yes. Wait, is that when New England was formed? In the 1940s? I think it's been around for a grip. I don't know. I don't want to expose us and try to take a guess, so I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Give me your expose us. Um, and then in 1966, for the 50th anniversary, the fair began marketing itself as the Big E. E stands for, and which organizers said was an emphasis on entertainment, education, and excitement. So, since the first fair, there have only been a couple of cancellations. 
World War One, <laughs> World War Two, during which the military requisitioned the grounds as storage depots, and the COVID nineteen pandemic of twenty twenty. So those are the only things that have interrupted the movement. <laughs> Wait, what was it? World War One and what? World War Two. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like, yeah, we're gonna store our oh, shit and, here. And COVID nineteen. Yep. I guess that's on the same level. Shit. So here's some different attractions. These might be a little rhetorical, but goes into a little more detail about stuff we forgot one of the most popular attractions at the Big E is the avenue of states so that's what they call those six state houses uh-huh. and it's basically i didn't realize this but uh this is a uh, an original state house model not like the current one so those were modeled after like the 1916 state houses interesting right these buildings feature exhibits and vendors that best like, exemplify heritage food and traditions of each state they're, they're pretty much, I mean, I would think all state houses are pretty much the same as they were in 1916 now. Cause. So we killed it with the memory here. Maine has lobster, blueberry, and potato items. While blueberry. Vermont has Ben and Jerry's maple syrup and Cabot cheese. I remember that shit. Vendors also sell locally made products and handicrafts. Handicrafts, that's a new word. Handicrafts. The main baked potatoes have become an icon with buyers regularly joining long lines during the fair's busier periods. I can vouch for that. That line is fucked, but it moves pretty quick. It moves wicked fast. Because they got like 100 people working here. Yeah. Um, the Connecticut building supplies Timex watches as well as Legos. Because uh, I guess Legos were started in Connecticut. Oh, God. I wouldn't know because I haven't been in that bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Rhode Island features Dell's Lemonade, Blunt Seafood Clam Cakes, Chowder... Rhode Island iconic souvenirs such as My Little Town and books. Whack. Much like national embassies, the state houses and the land in which they sit on are owned by the respective jurisdiction. So, like, Vermo- Vermont owns that little piece of land. Uh huh. So, I guess it's legal to smoke pot on Massachusetts property, but not Rhode Island. Oh. And one of the things has, like, lottery tickets, so is it yeah, like. Yeah, Massachusetts does. Ah. Yeah. Through an arrangement with the Commonwealth, there are administered representatives for each state's police force during the fair. Due to this distinction, tickets for each of the six lotteries can be purchased amongst the houses. There is also an emphasis on tourist promotion. So that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I thought they were just out here stunting. I didn't realize they own that shit. Livestock and animals. The Big E remains true to its agricultural roots today with more than 7,100 4-H and FFA participants and 1,100... What's 4-H and FFA? 4-H is a network of youth organizers whose mission is to have youth reach their fullest potential in development, so like for the agricultural side. And FFA is another youth organization for tech schools and agriculture. Okay. There's 1,100 open show exhibitors and educational displays. In keeping with the fair's agricultural roots, there are many livestock displays. The Big E Coliseum features horse shows. The Mallory Complex houses livestock and other farm animals, including goats, chickens, pig, and sheep. Mm. Other animals... I would eat all them things. Other animals are there, such as petting zoos. You would eat goat? Yeah. Curry goat? I would eat um, goat cheese. Sheep? Sheep? I don't know if I'd eat sheep. There's also small-scale dog and pony shows. Which is pretty interesting. Imagine all the animals that die for Hell's Kitchen. When he's like... Right. Oh, pick pick from these 1,000 different meats. Which one you think it is? And it's like from pheasant to freaking ostrich. Yeah, this shit's wreck. 
Um, so the food obviously is the icon. I mean, if you're not eating and drinking all day, you're fucking up. Don't pack a lunch. Just buy it. So many foods represent New England cuisine, along with the traditional fair foods like fried dough, corn dogs, and lemonade. Aside from the statehouses, food sellers are throughout the main vendor areas and around the perimeter of the fairgrounds. In recent years, though, the Big E has introduced its own signature food. In 2002, the Big E introduced the Big E Cream Puff. Oh, yeah. So that's actually the first, like, I didn't realize I went to the first year that the Big E had the Cream Puff. Did you eat it? I thought you ate one. Yeah, it's nasty. Okay. Just a ball of whipped cream instead of a fucking dry-ass pastry. It's like a scone with... That's what a Cream Puff is. Yeah, it's nasty. I'm always just so burnt out that I'm like, this sucks. I want ice cream. The Big E features cream puffs in some of its advertising, and cream puffs have been on local and national television shows, including Live with Regis and Kelly, R.I.P. So I guess they are good. Yeah, if you're a fiend for sugar. This was followed, this was followed by the intro in 2004 of the Chocolate Eclairs, and in 2006, the Big E chocolate chip cookies made with Ghirardelli chocolate. In 2009, they introduced the Crazy Burger, which is a bacon cheeseburger on a glazed donut rather than a bun. Ew! That sounds so good. I had one I at DMB. I had one at DMB. It's Ugh. so good. We used to make donuts over there when Lauren worked there, and Ugh. oh my god, it's so good. Woof. I just got so sick listening to that. <laughs> so, the Better Living Center, because we're talking about vendors, is the largest vending area featuring household wares, home improvement, cookware. Hot tubs! That's oh, yeah. my favorite. Yeah, that's mad crazy. Drink. Imagine pulling up to the Big E, having a couple drinks, and then just buying a fucking hot tub. I would. Are you kidding me? Right. If I had the money, I would. True. So, Hot I d- first, hot tub second. Yep. I didn't realize that they had a name for the arena where they perform. It's the Xfinity Arena. Seats over 6,000 people. Pretty crazy. Xfinity pays for everything. They have a few other, like... Can you move your leg so I can fucking sit down, please? Thank you. Jesus. Well, I'm trying to... (laughs) You're just blocking me. They have a few other, like, pretty cool attractions there. They have the Storo Town Village, where the fairgrowers experienced New England life from the 19th century. I think that's like the, where like the Christmas decorations are and shit. You know, like the where we end up like sitting in the grass for 10 minutes because we're exhausted with oh, all the sheds. Yeah. Nice sleep. The Midway, home to the Carnival Rides and Games, operated by North American Midway Entertainment. There's a giant slide that's 46 feet high and 135 feet long. It was originally erected near Gate Five in 1969. But moved to its current Erected spot. In 1969. I know, classic. And then <laughs> moved behind the Better Living Center in '83. There's a daily Mardi Gras style parade. Where? It just goes throughout the grounds. We're usually too faded. We don't even realize what's going on. We're just trying to get through the oh sea of people. God. That's a Mardi Gras parade. I remember that. Right? I'm always trying to leave whenever the fuck. Get the fuck away from the parade! We gotta get take cover now. We hear it? We like hear it coming, and we see people moving out of the way. We're like, no! We run away. The Eastern States Coliseum, also known as the Big E Coliseum, is an arena in which numerous equestrian contests and other special events are held. It was formerly a professional ice hockey venue, which is pretty cool. Wow. Then they got some other stuff like animatronic shows, which we don't have kids, so that doesn't matter. Um, I'm a kid. So in addition to storing war supplies... (laughs) There's been other uses for the grounds, including the Amherst Railway Society Railroad Hobby Show, 
the Springfield RV Camping and Outdoor Show, Society of Manufacturing Engineers Expo. I want to go to that RV show. Yo, I actually went to the Society of Manufacturing Engineers Expo. Okay. I didn't even realize it was there. That's nuts. The Springfield Sportsman Show and the Equine Affair. Equine? I don't know. Okay. In January of 2013, the exposition joined with the Hard Rock International in a proposal to build a casino hotel of 40 acres on the fairground in a bid for the single casino license available in Western Mass. In a town referendum on September 10th, the voters of West Springfield voted the project down. What year was that? 2013. Yeah, I guess. That sucks, man. Well, do you, like, would you rather just have people staying, like, I mean... How dope would it be to, like, have a reliable yeah. hotel? Like, I'd get faded. Yeah, that that's, I mean, I understand the casino. Everyone's always like, oh, no, we don't want a casino around here. But honestly, like, I don't know. Like, Not in my backyard. No, I, I, don't, I don't want my whoever I know to be tempted to go gamble and then ruin their life. Okay, that's their choice, Deborah. Like, I don't want them to go take an L. Boom. But and, and also like hotels are better than like like if you go to neighborhoods where like Airbnbs are a big thing like in the Cape or whatever you see those signs everywhere that are like no Airbnbs in my town blah 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 it's like okay well why don't you build a hotel so that you don't have strangers staying right next door to you oh mm. that would make sense right. uh, no 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 hotel no one comes here please don't help our economy right. Um, so, last year was the most visitors the fair ever had. It was 1.629 million. We were part of that? Yeah. The year before, it was 1.543 million. The year before that was 1.525 million. It's amazing what Instagram's done, right? So, in 2011, it was 1.2 million. So, 400,000 more people have started going in the last nine years. When did Instagram start? I don't even know. 2011? Really? Yeah. Or 2012? Oh, I really held out on that one. Yeah, it started early when I was in college. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that shit's pretty tight. Like, definitely a slept-on event. Highly recommend it. If you're driving, like, get faded early and then make sure you're sober enough to drive back because it is a long drive and traffic is a bitch and you might get pulled over. <clears throat> Kettle corn soaks up the alcohol, yep. so when you're on your way out, so does a baked potato. Oh, we usually get fudge on the way out, too. And we never eat it. I know, we always fuck up. That's hilarious. All three years we've gotten fudge, and, and I, that just and didn't I did eat not it. take one bite of the fudge anytime we got it, honestly. Do you want fudge? Nah. I tell you every time, I'm like, I don't really like fudge that much, and you're like, no, we're going to get it, because we're, we're at the Big E, and we got to get fudge from Vermont, and then we're like, okay, and then it sits in the fridge for like 10 weeks. We buy some wreck shit. What so did we buy blue. last year that we didn't fucking you eat? All of the seasoning for the cream cheese dip. It's still over there. Oh, it's, been <laughs> there. it's been there for it's a year. It's been a year. <laughs> Mystery leaves. Uh, yeah, and it probably doesn't even have an expiration date on it, because normal people just freaking eat that shit, but... We just end up keeping all the good shit in the vault till it turns blue. It's okay. Blue's a pretty color, especially when it's on fuzz. <laughs> what, you don't like blue fuzz? All right. This, this year, is a blue fuzz safe zone. This year, since we're not going to the fair, I'm going to order a Vermont flannel online. 
I reached that conclusion during this podcast. This year, since I'm not going to the fair, I'm probably going to save $100. At least. Which can go towards a Vermont flannel. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Vermont Flannel. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Even though we're giving them money. True. Um, So yeah, that's all I had, but couple of interesting factoids next time we're roaming the grounds yeah i can't believe it was only closed for world war one world war two and, and coronavirus <laughs> Fucking it, that just shows how bad this is and everyone's like no it's fine let's go but that's what's gonna happen when a democrat's in office it's like no actually never mind political talk radio 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 girl Political talk radio. Yeah. COVID-19 happens during a Republican presidency, and everyone blames the Democrats. That's the country we live in. It's a fucked up country. It's a fucked up world. Yo, so tomorrow, South Park uh, pandemic special. Oh, I can't wait for that. We get to watch a giant douche and a turd sandwich duke it out tonight on uh, the debate. What? It's like, it's a South Park episode. It's talking about the two presidential campaign people, candidates. I'm so excited for South Park, though. I fucking love South Park. Yo, what are millions of Americans going to fall asleep to when The Office has gone off Netflix in three months? Um, I am going to fall asleep to, where is it going to? Nowhere. Like an NBC, like, exclusive stream service, I think. What? Like NBC on demand. Oh my god! They're archiving all this shit. Come on, guys, bring Office and Friends back. What am I supposed to watch when I'm taking a nap? God. Not workaholics because every other minute somebody's getting stabbed or fucking throwing up. Their legs break or like poop splatters into their face and they eat it by accident. Oh my god, I hate workaholics so much. It's so stupid. And then you're like, no, this episode is fine. We can sleep, fall asleep to this episode. And it's like the first scene is him accidentally breaking the toilet and poop flies right into his mouth. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> I really wanted to see so this funny. before bed. So like, funny. I really. No, you know what I want to watch? Um, A little Jim and Dwight pranks. That's what I want to watch. I don't want to watch stupid. Fun. I always remember the, the episode of workaholics where uh montez thinks his wife is cheating on him because she says she's she's getting a she's good she has hoochie mold oh my god no but she's mold. but she's getting a mold of her, <laughs> for, him? for him he's like no i heard her talking on the phone she's got coochie mold that's not so nasty is it isn't that the same episode though where she like jacked off durs in the fucking yeah so she was so cheating he- on him no, they said that they could do that. I hear how, like, all these social networks are, like, asking me if I'm registered to vote. It's like, bitch, you already steal all my fucking data. Look it up. I know, right? Target the people that never vote. She's fucking weak, man. Um, I guess we can get to the local banger of the week. And this week... Hmm tough actually you know what i'm going to play a banger by my boy shorty mac this one's called on game 
Shout out to my OG for this one. I'm going to put you on game. I'm I Power. That's Allie No Boat Piva. I'm Allie No Boat Piva. Allie soon to have a jacuzzi Piva. Yes. No jacuzzi Piva. We out. That's going to be my name after I get a boat. Send me your bar stories. Oh, so, oh guys, uh, 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 please send me your bar stories to my email, um, downtownratspodcast at gmail.com. And, um, um, and, uh, um, DM me on, on Instagram. Also, if you want to tell me your bar stories and, um, let me give you an example of a bar story. I'm at a bar. <laughs> I'm at Cork, which I also work at, but I was there drinking and my friend that also worked there decided that he was going to come down and have a drink, too. I forget which friend it was. I think it was Mark. So he sat next to me, and he's like, oh, my uh, my friend from my fraternity is coming to uh, join me. You can meet him. I'm like, okay. This guy comes in with a box of food from wherever he just ate. I think it was Whaler's Tavern. He comes in, and he sits down next to Mark on the other side, so he's two seats away from me. He puts his food down, and he's like, all right, let's start drinking. Uh, I think he was, I think he was drinking like Heineken. I'm not joking. Uh, he must've already came in fucked up. So he's drinking a Heineken. And then I think him and Mark did one or two. I would, I'm going to say one shot of tequila, but we'll, we'll actually, we'll say two to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say he took two shots of tequila. TDXs can't handle their shit. Mind you, um, some nights I can drink seven or eight shots of tequila and still be fine. But, you know, I guess everyone has their kryptonite, whatever. Um, if you don't like tequila, don't drink two shots of it out in public, whatever. So he is obviously shit-faced. He starts opening his box of food from another restaurant and just eating it right in front of us. Then all of a sudden everyone starts freaking out. And I'm like, why? What happened? And I turn around and there's all this... The kid went to the bathroom, but there's all this throw up literally all outside the door. So I guess the kid opened the door, threw up inside the bathroom, and then when he shut the door, all the puke flew into the restaurant. Also, no one noticed until after he had already left the bathroom and left it there... For someone to clean up and didn't tell anyone. And then he sits back down at the bar and pretends like it didn't happen. And then when we all realize it was him that did it, he starts making up excuses. Oh, man, like, you know, I just can't handle my tequila, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but that still doesn't mean be a douche and don't help clean. Like, no one wants to clean up someone else's throw up. I'm sorry. When I throw up, I clean up my own throw up. Sorry. Like, that's what I do. I don't know. Someone else throws up, I would never clean that shit up. Oh, man, when I was a bar back at Rose Alley and somebody yacked in the urinal and I had to clean it. So I was putting I my hand like, in piss and pee. I feel like men don't deserve urinals, honestly. Like, what are you talking about? You guys about? don't deserve urinals at all. What do you mean? I've heard of people shitting in urinals. I've heard of people throwing up in urinals. I've heard of people, like, I, I don't respect even know, urinals. like. I respect urinals. I don't spit gum in urinals. Spit, spitting gum in urinals. Like, you know what's the nastiest just, one? Just, just pee in a toilet. Do just you know, pee in a toilet. Do you know what's the nastiest like, one? The urinal sticker slap. So somebody actually put their hand in a urinal to slap a sticker. Like, bro, that's not art. That's disgusting. <laughs> and, like, nobody washes their hands. So they probably put their hand in the urinal, left the bathroom, 
dapped up their homie they haven't seen in a while. Uh, <laughs> men, don't dap up your homies, your other male homies. This is this quarantine has honestly been a blessing because I don't have to shake hands with people that I think are gross. Just like I don't have to shake hands with people that I think are clean. Honestly, I don't shake anyone's hand. And now I have an excuse not to shake. <laughs> like now knuckle sandwiches are no longer considered a sign of disrespect. Why would they be a sign of disrespect? It's like, I don't want to dap you up, bro. Nice to meet you. Ew. No, you just wipe your nose. Get away from me. I feel like Larry David now. Eh. I, I actually met a guy. I met a window guy today while I was on, on site. And he was like, oh, let's do the handshake dance. And we just like. We just We just shook our hand in the air and, and uh wave it like we just don't care. Right. We'll uh we'll talk to you later. This is on game by Shorty Mac. Zai Power and Alley Nobo Piva, we out here. Hey, goodbye.